0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent. Steve Bertrand, Mary, Kevin... We're all here. And on the phone, Jack Cachado, who is the attorney who filed a lawsuit against Amazon on behalf of Austin McEwen. Well, actually, on behalf of his mother, Austin is 26 years old and lost his life. How are you today?
0: Good. Thanks for having me.
1: So, of course, you're taking on one of the biggest giants in the world, which seems to be a huge task. And as a mother, I can't imagine losing my 26-year-old. She was the first person to file a suit. Right?
0: Uh, th- that is correct. Alice McEwen and her husband, Randy McEwen, are the first uh, pioneers here to explore litigation. And, and you make a very interesting comment. You're taking out on one of the largest companies, if not the largest giant in the world, uh, which begs the question, why wasn't this facility built with appropriate storm shelters? Why didn't this facility have an appropriate OSHA preparedness plan? Uh, this goes back uh, to July 13, 2004. And I think this is an important case study. Uh, in Roanoke, Illinois, a 150 people survived an even stronger tornado at the Parsons Manufacturing Facility. And Mr. Parsons, the owner of the facility, has been credited worldwide for how he was prepared to handle the evacuation, the storm shelters he had in place. And you have to ask yourself, if a company uh, very uh, not well-known, such as Parsons, is able to do it 17 years ago, why wasn't Amazon able to protect their workers better?
2: Jack, Jack, was Amazon required to have an OSHA preparedness plan?
0: Uh, that is correct. OSHA requires a response and preparedness plan. Industry standard, especially in this area of the country where tornadoes are prone, uh, you have to prepare and react. And that goes with a four-step process. You're seeing in these case studies, uh, this is not something novel. It is known that a tornado can come. You have to be able to monitor the weather, and as the weather conditions intensify, you have to ask yourself, and we we can't overlook this, and this is something if this case goes to trial, uh, we'll be asking jurors is, did holiday peak season profits take precedence over safety, and why were workers on these delivery and production lines over the 12 hours as tornado and storm warnings intensified throughout the day? And since we filed this case, And since the media attention it's gotten, whistleblowers have contacted me. I was talking to five different people today. I've learned that other warehouses in this area had evacuated. And I've also learned from a professional engineer that was assigned to the immediate task force to investigate this collapse that the columns that the Amazon facility had were not properly anchored, which is a major violation of international building codes and simply ripped out of the ground and caused this building to collapse was, you have to ask yourself why would that be
2: was there a warning in effect at the spot of the warehouse at the time the tornado hit
0: uh there was and there had been warnings as early as three forty-four a.m on december 9th the day before from the national sure. weather service but i mean at the time the, at
2: the time the tornado hit the, and did the damage destruction, there was a warning in effect
0: there was okay there there was Uh, And and here's the importance of a warning is a warning doesn't do workers much good if there's not any action plan in place to uh, respond to that warning. Weather needs to be monitored. When the actual warning comes, where do workers go? Do they go to reinforced concrete shelters like at the Parsons facility? Or you hear here Amazon's PR guns are saying that, Uh, the people that survived were sheltering. Well, they weren't really sheltering. They were in an area of the warehouse on the north end that was simply not hit. They were not in appropriate storm shelters that should be required. And Amazon has come out and people have come out and said, well, that's actually not required. Well, it doesn't have to be required to do the right thing. And you'd think that the companies or the world's largest company would have a storm shelter if other warehouses have these shelters in this area of the country. I ask
2: about the warning because the statement from Amazon, quote, severe weather watches are common in this part of the country, and while precautions are taken, are not cause for most businesses to close down. The implication there being that there wasn't a warning in effect at the time, but I think I understood you correctly to say that there was indeed a warning in effect.
0: There certainly was a tornado warning with enough time to properly shelter if there had been appropriate shelters. But it's important to monitor these intensified warnings throughout the day and recognize in this area of the country that a severe thunderstorm or severe warning indicated possible tornadoes could, in fact, become a tornado, which begs the question, would it have been so difficult to stop the production lines, send people home like other facilities and warehouses in this region did on December 10th, and resume work The next day, I'm sure people could wait uh, an extra day to receive their packages. In this case, six lives were lost.
1: We're talking to Jack Cossato. He is with Clifford Law Offices here in the city of Chicago, and he filed the first lawsuit against Amazon uh, from the family, the parents of Austin McEwen, who's 26 years old, and he was an independent contractor. Um, There was talk right after the building collapse and the tornado and everything that we witnessed that looked horrifying that they couldn't have their phones on them, that people couldn't identify for themselves whether they were in harm's path.
0: So I have not confirmed that. Uh, I am told that at Amazon facilities, management oftentimes will not allow workers to have their phones. I imagine that has some sense of productivity, so people aren't texting and looking at social media. But an important aspect of an iPhone or any other smartphone is to get weather updates. But nonetheless, this is a management responsibility. There should have been someone monitoring the weather and being able to read and react to these changing developments throughout the day. I mean, it appears from whistleblowers that have contacted me personally, or over the past month, if you read article from article as far reaching as articles written by the BBC, uh, that these workers were working up to the point of no return. And it was obvious that there was a tornado in close proximity. It was a chaotic scene in this warehouse. I mean, people did not know where to go Uh, management was running around with bullhorns telling people to shelter and the problem with that is if you don't have an actual shelter and you don't have the right emergency action plans people simply don't know where to go and i think we're going to learn a lot Uh, as people have called me i actually have people that return phone calls that have reached out and said i want to offer you some information i know somebody that was there i myself was there so we're learning a lot over the past 24 hours certainly
1: there was talk that they were ushered into bathrooms is that something you discovered
0: so there is a BBC article. I have a call out to that witness who says uh, it was actually Amazon that directed the people on the south side of the building, the six people that were killed, to shelter into a bathroom. What needs to occur here is what occurs in many warehouses through Illinois is on a biannual basis, Workers have a preparedness plan. They are told to go through certain drills in the event of a tornado, and they can actually be accounted for in an appropriate shelter. This could have easily been done that day. If you didn't want to send workers home, which you should have, management should have gathered them and said, we are monitoring the weather, we are cognizant of these developments. In the event there is a tornado warning, this is what you're to do. But it wouldn't have been any benefit uh, to these workers at this Amazon facility because the right processes and the right shelters were not in place.
2: Jack, I and, I, I don't want to uh, pick a nit here with you. I mean, I, I understand the need for a shelter and drills and, and all that makes perfect sense, but I mean, good Lord, I've lived through a lot of tornado warnings and certainly many, many more watches just because the, I mean, and I've never been sent home from an office or from a school because there's a threat of violent weather a possibility. I mean, you know, we live on, we're in the Midwest, we live under these watches all the time. Are you saying that Once the weatherman said there was a threat of severe weather, they should have just closed up?
0: What Amazon should have done, and that might be your personal experience, is that when it started to intensify and that there was a stronger possibility of a tornado. What was stopping them when there was time to evacuate individuals to say, if this is the location a tornado was going to be touching down, let's close for the day and leave. I mean, I'll tell you this, you know, at our law firm and buildings throughout the loop, if there was a tornado that was possible to hit the loop district and throughout the day it intensified, I would believe building management protocols would have people exit the loop and get out of this area. I don't know if that that's true. Struck. I mean,
2: I'm thinking of uh, um, Lollapalooza a few years ago. Remember, they evacuated that area, the outdoor fans, because of the danger. But I don't remember buildings being emptied.
0: Well, if, if they weren't, they should be. I mean, there's nothing stopping from people leaving an area that, where they're in imminent danger. And if they're not going to implement those sorts of policies where they're going to evacuate, then have the right facilities in place. A, a corporation like Amazon certainly can afford to have the right storm shelters in place. I think what we're seeing with this corporation is these fulfillment centers are popping out throughout the country they produce great revenue and accessibility to marketplaces for amazon but now amazon has the question are those facilities built with with the right safeguards in place and, you know, you'd like to think facilities built in the gulf states where a potential hurricane could come would be built with the right drills and processes to survive that sort of disaster i mean this was not an act of god that instantly developed where there was no time i mean this had been developing throughout december 9th and december 10th and it appears that no action whatsoever was taken by Amazon until the point of no return. What
1: I find interesting, Jack, is that you said they were using bullhorns and they didn't have an overhead system in which they could alert all their employees. Look, we'll look forward to talking to you more about this in the future, but we certainly appreciate you joining Chicago's Afternoon News to fill us in on this lawsuit.
0: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity.
1: You're welcome. Uh, Steve has news coming up next on 720 WGN.
0: Lisa Dent, WGN.